It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Doug Scott here from the QB11 show doing a little instant uh, instant analysis, uh, instant reaction show here after the Ducks 38-24 victory over the Washington State Cougars in Hudson Stadium today. Um, let's just start, start at the high level. Obviously, win, win, win pretty comfortably. Uh, never Oregon was never really threatened past the first half of this one. I think they scored the first touchdown of the third quarter, and, and it was kind of just like playing out the string after that point. So, obviously, getting a comfortable win, coming back home, you know, coming off the loss. So, good, all good there. Uh, Bucky appeared to be good at the end of that game, so no real injuries that, that were noted um, from my standpoint. Kyrie Jackson did not play in this game. He was warming up with doing full, like all the, he was in full pads. He was warming up, doing position drills. So it seems to be probably more day-to-day or week-to-week, probably a game they thought, um, rightfully so. As we know now, they they could have, they they could get by without him in. Um, I thought thought the corners, the outside corners played pretty well. Most of the damage in Washington State was done on the inside against our nickels and safeties. So something something to work on. Obviously, I don't think that's something you have to watch out for too much next week at Utah. Kyrie could be another, maybe sits out another game there. Maybe he's ready to play. I guess, you know, we'll see how how the coaches handle that one. Bucky got hurt, but he came back. Justin Jacobs got into the game. He played, I'll just see the final snap counts. I noticed him out there, several possessions. I mean, I'm just guessing he probably played somewhere between 15 and 20 snaps, maybe. Um, Maybe 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. So I put him in the teens, probably. He obviously had the big sack uh, coming down toward the end of the game. That was really neat for him. Good to see that. I thought he played pretty well. The, the times I watched him, obviously, I'll have to watch it back. I'm at the stadium, so I don't have a TV view. But I think that's a guy who who hopefully will be able to contribute to Oregon's linebacker core as the season goes on. Mateo got his first sack, first real sack of the season. So QB called that one in our preview show. So good job, QB. <clears throat> um, it's kind of just some – I mean, Oregon started slow. On, on offense, particularly, I think I think their defense actually played pretty well through parts of this game and then gave up big plays at other parts. Um, kind of a frustrating team to play. Uh, felt like generally the defense success rate was probably pretty high, but the, the just Washington State would get a big play every now and again, and that kind of kept them in the game there and, and got them that late score to to backdoor cover the spread too. <clears throat> um, offensively, kind of a really slow start. It was, uh, I didn't like all the trick plays that it felt like we were trying to be too cute, too too creative. Um, you know, the end arounds worked, worked to some degree that, you know, the halfback pass didn't, it was kind of in a crucial down and distance area. So you got to settle for a field goal. Uh, I think there's some other trick plays later kind of just felt like we were kind of getting in our own way offensively early in the game. And it, and then finally, like, you know, early second quarter, we just mid second quarter, we just said, okay, let's play our offense. And when we played our offense, it was pretty dang effective. 
Um, so yeah, just play our offense. <laughs> Uh, Troy, Troy, not, not Troy's best game. He had a couple of uncharacteristic drops in this one. Um, I thought there was, there was, there was one that ball was behind him on the third down, but that's a catch you have to make if you're Troy Franklin. Right. Um, and I thought there was another one early in the game. It was kind of a go route. I, I mean, really you can't ask for, it was good coverage, but you can't ask for a better ball placement. You know, he gets two hands on it. He's just gotta, he's gotta make that catch. He's gotta, gotta haul that one in. Um, you know, that's what, that's what, big time wide receivers like Troy do. So, you know, not his best game. Tez had a good game. Obviously Bucky was the story um, and Jordan James as well, but uh, you know, Bucky, Bucky, Bucky. So um, both of those guys had a great, had a great game. And then Gorgon racked up about 550 yards again, about evenly split between passing and rushing. So pretty standard Oregon offensive game. I saw Strother repping in um, at left guard. For Harper, saw Pajo still repping in at right guard for for Jones. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues just throughout the season or if at some point down the road there, there becomes a more certain five-person um, line. But, you know, I, I trust the coaches, so whatever works out there. Yeah, just kind of a, kind of a slow start, kind of a sloppy start. But the Ducks did what they needed to do. They got out of there with a win. They kept everyone healthy. And obviously going to Rice Eccles next week for a big game against Utah. Um, it was kind of up next for Oregon. We'll definitely talk about this game on our next episode, Sunday night, Monday morning. That'll be out. We'll, we'll break it down in much more detail. I'll rewatch all the game. But just kind of my initial impressions. You got the win. You got a comfortable win. Would have liked to have, you know, maybe converted a couple of those red zone chances to touchdowns. I think that's a growing story. You know, if you want to have an area of concern about Oregon's offense, um, I think that's something, right? The red zone, the red zone scoring, the red zone touchdown rate is not as good as it needs to be. Um, and, you know, particularly, you know, I look at that one where you end up your last points of the game, you end up setting for the field goal, right? Or maybe it was the one before that, you end up getting a field goal. But it's like <clears throat> you got third, you got first after a couple penalties, you got first and t- goal from the 24. And then, and the first play is like a four yard pass. And then you do like a three yard run and error like third and goal from the 19. It, it's like those first two, those first two plays just feel wasted. They just feel like wasted downs. Like you're not really giving yourself a chance to either get the ball to the end zone or to score a touchdown, right? Like throw the ball in the end zone or, or, or get the ball, you know, at least you got a, a third, you know, if it's 24 yards to go, you got to get at least eight, nine, 10 yards minimum on the, you know, on the first down and, and maybe half that amount on the second down to give yourself a makeable third down. I think they ended up scoring on the third down, which is a great route, uh, great route concept there where they scissored off the line with Troy and Tez and scored the touchdown. But, that's a low percentage play and you really didn't set yourself up well with what I thought were kind of two, you know, kind of just throwaway downs. And that's something I've seen in the red zone a lot um, over the last couple of years where it just feels like if we're not in close inside the five, it feels like we're, we're sometimes throwing downs away down there. And like, I, yeah, something to keep an eye on, but <clears throat> you know, starting to nitpick a little, I guess. Uh, you know, you got to be happy about the win, right? It's a win. It's a big win. You move to six and one, bowl eligible, <laughs> if that was in doubt. 
and you keep all your goals in front of you, keep rolling, you know, now you gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta go to Utah and get that win next week. You know, going to be an afternoon kick, which is good. You don't have to play at night. Uh, I think it'll be on the cooler side, but not night cold. Should be fine. Should be a fine, fine game. And then you come home to Cal the week after, you know, so you got to take care of those two games and, and then you're rolling into USC after that. So really, really don't have a whole lot um, else to say about this game until I get through the rewatch. You know, defensively gave up a lot of yards, a lot of yards through the air, 440 yards. It's that typical, you know, air raid, annoying kind of yardage, um, you know, but it is something that other teams can, can do against Oregon as well and exploit exploit the nickel, exploit the safety. We've got to do a better job. But Cam Ward had a pretty solid game overall, <clears throat> you know, under some good pressure. He, he, he's, you know, he's slippery, you know, just like QB said in the, in the preview, right? We got him down a number of times, but he slipped away a number of times as well and either picked up first downs with his feet or, or kept the play alive and made a, made a throw, you know, over the middle. You know, there's kind of that one late in the game on their last scoring drive you know, he's kind of running and he could clearly run for the first down. So the linebacker has to come up and take him. But then of course doing so he leaves, leaves a man wide open in the middle of the field and he just throws it over his head. I mean, it's a Sophie's choice. You can't, you can't win, right? You either stay on the guy and, and let Cam Ward keep running or you come up to try to get Ward. And then he throws it over the top of you for the, for the, to the wide open player. So, you know, it's kind of the out of structure stuff. You know, I thought Oregon had some success against it at some times in the game, but but far more often, you know, there's just a guy running open. Guy run, and that was, you know, that was very different than what we saw last week against Washington, right? So I think that's just the different structure of this offense, right? Washington, you very rarely saw guys running open last week. It was it was just individual, it was great throws and individually great plays by, by Rome or Polk or somebody. This week, there's guys running open. There's just guys running open. Uh, thankfully, that's not something Utah's probably going to attempt to do next week nor be capable of doing, even if they did. So <clears throat> I don't think you have to worry about that a whole lot in that game next week. But, um, you know, you're going to have to worry about other things. You're going to have to worry about bowing up and stopping their run game. And, and you're going to have to figure out a way to manufacture, you know, effective uh, yardage against them because they're they're pretty good. Their defense is the best in the conference. They're pretty good against the run as well. So Oregon's going to have to figure out some things in that game, maybe unleash their own passing game a little bit more. And we saw some... We saw some more over-the-middle throws today. I think that was encouraging, right? You saw some throws, particularly using the tight end. I think Ferguson probably had one of his best games, if not his best game of the year. Um, and they were they were running Oregon was again running a lot of 12 personnel in this game, but they had um, they 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 used the tight end over the middle and drag routes and crossers and stuff quite a bit. That was pretty effective. So that's something you know maybe to keep an eye on moving forward as well. Uh, Taz Johnson had a great game. I, obviously, Bucky and Jordan both had great games running the ball as well. Bo, I thought Bo had a pretty solid game. Um, don't really can't really think of any too many misfires he had um, in this one. So I thought overall I thought he played well. It just feels like offensively we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Um, had more false starts in this game at home than we did last week in the, on the road at Washington. So that was disappointing. Also think we had two or three illegal man downfield. It, it feels like a Johnny has taken over, <laughs> taken over from Marcus the the role of the illegal man downfield guy in this one. Um, but I'm sure he'll clean that up. That hasn't been a problem for him, you know, earlier in the year. So you know, I'm sure it's not anything to worry about. Overall, this is this officiating crew was bad, uh, and they were just bad. They weren't you know biased bad. They're just bad. There was a bad crew. 
think they've been a bad crew all year. They just, you know, didn't call things really that were pretty egregious. Some holds, um, particularly at several times in the game, just clear and obvious holding calls, just getting ignored. Um, just their game mechanics were weird, right? They just they didn't know where to spot the ball. Sometimes they, they just they they just were they're a sloppy crew. They weren't very just weren't very clean. They weren't very clean. Thought their officiating was didn't really impact the outcome of the game at all. But it just was just mediocre. Just mediocre. Um, could have been some late hit calls that weren't called. Could have been some holds. Could have been, you know, that last uh, third down to Troy. I mean, that was blatant holding. I mean, blatant holding. Um, and, you know, they didn't call it. So, whatever. It is what it is. It's officiating. Uh, and this is why you want to win by two or three scores. So, the officiating doesn't matter. And that's exactly what happened here. And, and Oregon took care of business. So, I'm going to wrap it up there. Overall, you know, a lot to be positive about in this one. You got the win. You got the dub. Um, you know, kept healthy. You're going to move on to Utah next week and, and that'll be a big one for Oregon. So we'll be back at you, as I said, Sunday morning or, or Sunday night or Monday morning. Listen to uh, QB 11 show on <clears throat> Spotify or Apple or wherever you find us. Or uh, you can certainly always follow us on Twitter at QB 11 show on Twitter as well. So thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.